0: Welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. My name is Greg Mahatchko. I'm located, uh, based here in the Midwest, and my co-host on the West Coast, well, he is at Chad Smart on your social media. Hello, Chad.
1: Hello, Greg. How are you, Feels sir? like
0: it's been days since we did this. It has been, you're right, uh, pl- plural of a day. It has been days. <laughs> Actually, if I remember correctly... We recorded, did we record a little early last week? Didn't we record like last Sunday night? So it we might be it. over a so whole a- week. Holy cow. Oh,
1: where does the time go?
0: Uh, last week was a real kick in the pants. Um, I was running all over the place. And uh, that's just with because of the pandemic. Otherwise, I would have been in Connecticut. So uh, hmm. small miracles, I guess.
1: Were you? Did you have a tryout with a company up in Stanford? <laughs>
0: no, no, I had uh, uh, online virtual training in school for for new job. So, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I would have been I would have been in uh, New Haven, Connecticut, all week, which would have been fun. I've never been to Connecticut. Um, it's
1: nice this time of
0: year, I imagine. Although over the weekend it was pretty nice. Here as well. I went, uh, did a 5K Saturday morning, and uh, r- ran. Well, no, I didn't run. I walked and I jogged a little bit, but I clocked in about 52 minutes for a 5K. So, could <laughs> could have done better. All right. Well,
1: get that time up. There's a 5K in the Southern Illinois region. It's actually virtual this year. It's the Four Kids Sake 5K that takes place, I believe, the last week of September. You can find more information at forwardkidsake.org. It's a charity close to my, my pocketbook, I guess <laughs> I uh, I, since thought I you sponsor should... them and I'm not, I'm sponsoring the 5k through the positive cynicism podcasting network this year. So that means I got to get a step, my game up and, and uh, start running.
0: Well, I, so I'm, I'm not podcast. really supposed to run. I just did it because after the, I, I used the uh, map, my walk app. And after the first, uh, Mile what, that took eighteen something minutes. I said, "Well, that's embarrassing. My dog's getting bored at this pace." So I we did a little jog. Uh, we jogged for about the entire time of Billy Joel's Piano Man, hmm. and uh, it was really ugly. Like I feel bad for anybody who had to witness me trying to jog down the street or down the down the road.
1: That that's why when I was running, I would go at like five thirty, six o'clock in the morning before there were a lot of people out. That's.
0: I think you overestimate how, how much I want to get up in the morning to do anything. I was fortunate. I probably wouldn't have done it all except it was 67 degrees out. And I was like, let's go. If I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. Temperature at 90, that's not going to happen.
1: Right. Well, this was pre, you know, lockdown. So I was actually waking up at that time. Any, anyway, now I'm trying to drag my carcass out of bed at 530 in the morning. That's just that's ridiculous. You should try it tomorrow, my carcass at 8.30 is hard enough.
0: I think you should try it tomorrow, Chad.
1: I keep saying I will do this tomorrow, and you know, tomorrow never comes.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm two hours ahead of you. Do I need to be your uh, call and wake up, wake you up at 5.30 in the morning? I don't
1: keep my phone in my bedroom, so you can call away and I will not hear it.
0: It won't just ring incessantly, and bother all the no, neighbors? No, it does, but it like,
1: I keep my phone on vibrates. Oh, okay. Well, I don't even know what my ringtone is.
0: I feel like that would be a gigantic waste of my time. No. See, that's why you get a Fitbit,
1: which notifies you when you get calls or texts coming in, which I also don't wear overnight so that I can sleep peacefully.
0: So what you're saying is once we're done here tonight, uh, I won't be hearing from you. And there's no, I I should just go about my morning routine, not wake you up. To do your little walk and run,
1: pretty much that's okay. what I'm saying. Well, let's get into and, and it. hopefully I actually sleep tonight, and the insomnia that has come back over the last two days. Mm. Hopefully, that was only a weekend thing. So I
0: hope so for your Me sake, do. Chad. I, I'm very concerned about your sleep patterns. So maybe that will be a future of a top
1: a topic of a future podcast. If I can spit words out in the crypt.
0: I like Order. it. I don't know where we're going to go with it, but I do like (laughs) it. Well, this week, and it's actually uh, very nice that we had this conversation to lead into this week's topic because we're talking about books. And specifically, you said books with pictures.
1: Well, I was just clarifying what type of books we're going to talk about. Does reading put you to sleep? Is that where your segue was going?
0: Actually, uh, as as a youth – uh, I would read every night, you know, like I'd lay in bed, have the, the radio on, uh, and I would read from the time that, you know, like my parents either sent me to bed if I was young enough that they were sending me to bed or when I was older, uh, I'd go to bed and I would start reading and my dad would have to like come in at, like 11, 1130 at night and I'd say, hey, turn out the light, you need to go to sleep, you know, things like that. And uh, so I, reading as a youth was always a big part of my nighttime routine. It
1: was not for me because I had TV in my bedroom. I did not. I was playing video games or watching Arsenio Hall. But but I did enjoy reading as a kid, you know, much more than just the one book report that you had to do per semester in school. Uh, I, you know, growing up, I was a huge Stephen King fan. So his output through the 80s and early 90s is what um, scared a lot of my classmates. When um, they would see me reading and question my sanity, but
0: what can you do? It was the 80s? It's Stephen King. Come on. I think the only Stephen King books that I've read, uh, and this, the, I'm sure that I'll catch a little heat for this, but uh, The Green Mile, and I believe it's called The Eyes of the Dragon, which is, I think, maybe his only kind of uh,
1: attempt at,
0: at fantasy, yeah.
1: Yeah, I actually did an oral book report on that book in school. Nice. uh, That's not one that as many
0: people, you know, uh, go to for Stephen King.
1: Yeah. And I couldn't tell you much about it today because it's been, you know, more than two years, but I, uh, we had to bring in props to go along. That was something like to go along with the book. And my parents had won a bottle of alcohol at a, I think my dad's work holiday party. And I didn't even realize that it was actual alcohol. So I took it to school and it's very nice. Greg is showing me the book, Eyes of the Dragon, which you cannot see at home,
0: but nope. maybe he'll
1: post a picture of
0: possibly. Um, I'll fast. keep, I'll keep it readily available. So a bottle yeah, of, maybe we should of record alcohol. these for
1: like YouTube videos, but maybe, maybe Chad someday, someday when we get the technology. Um, yes, I, I took a bottle of alcohol, actual alcohol into, I believe I was a sophomore in high school. And uh, my He's, teacher's like, you know what? I'll take this and I'll drop it off at your house
0: after after school. And when it, she dropped it off, it was half empty.
1: Yeah, well, it was only quarter empty when I took it to school, when when I took it from my parents before she got it. So that,
0: that, <laughs> The good old days when you could bring uh, bottles of booze to school and it was like, I'll just take that. I'll just take that home rather than you're getting suspended, you're getting expelled, yeah. yada, yada, yada. So
1: yeah, so I was a stupid kid. Is basically the moral of that story. No, you who, who read
0: Stephen King? A stupid kid. Who read Stephen King? You can't. You can't think of it that way, Chad. <laughs> it was a different time, right? It that, was. That's it what was we said. Just
1: I didn't even consider the ramifications of bringing alcohol to school. But
0: well, I don't know. what uh, as as far as you know the, the stuff beyond the the one book uh, report a year. What other stuff was young Chad reading? Um,
1: usually like police blotters. Because that's always fun when you come from a small town.
0: Do you like, you know? do you like the true crime podcasts? I don't
1: really listen to any. Okay. Mean. But, but I, you know, so I, I, going off of freaking out my high school classmates with my Stephen King, when I was in college, I, lived with five other, four other guys. And we had like a study room and we each had our own little section and I would cut articles out of the newspaper of like serial killers and weird stories and tape them up on the wall. And like I had Jeffrey Dahmer's, the article about Jeffrey Dahmer being killed in prison.
0: Um, Yeah. I can probably, you're learning a whole lot now. I can probably one up that possibly. When I was a senior in high school, it, I took a, a class called U.S. government. And the teacher of that class <clears throat> and Mike, uh, co-host of the year, Mike, if he's listening, he'll know exactly which teacher I'm talking about. He was the old basketball coach. He also taught, uh, uh government and, uh, what, what I, I said, it I said it was U.S., um, this had to be like U.S. law or something like that. It wasn't go- government was sophomore year. U.S. history was junior year. And this one had to be, U.S. law or or something like that. But one of the things that he had us doing from time to time, it wasn't every week, but it was certainly you know, some frequency was bring in some type of obscure you know, court case or or something in the newspaper that had to do with you know, court or charges filed. And it was like you know, this this was the scholastic year 99-2000 and you gotta think a bunch of 17, 18 year olds are going to go out of their way to find the most messed up things that they can do. And it's like, I, I, I dare not repeat them right now, but just go to, go to in your mind, like go back to when you were 17 or 18 and try to find the most effed up, you know, types of headlines that you could find in the newspaper. And that's the stuff that us kids were bringing in. Hell of a time to be alive. Speaking
1: of stories from the newspaper, real quick, I'll throw this in because I know you'll get a kick out of it. Um, it was after college Tuesday when I was actually working uh, with Kevin Huntsberger, the host of the 5123 Cents podcast here on the Junior Monkey Podcasting Network, the JMPN, as I dubbed it. On this week's Positive Cynicism, it doesn't flow off the tongue like PCPN.
0: So. No, it, it does not.
1: No, um, but I I had an article um, taped up on my wall at work. That was all about um, when the movie Ali was filming, the Will Smith movie. They were uh, – I don't know where the crew was, but there was a kid that was trapped in the escalator, and they helped free him out of the escalator. You know, I can't go a year without reading an article about some kid
0: being trapped <laughs> in an escalator. <laughs> oh, that's a terrific rats reference. Um, that That makes me – It makes me smile inside out. Uh, A lot of the books that I like to read, nonfiction and fiction, were about sports. Does that surprise you at all? It does not. I was going to ask you, what is your favorite book that you have read
1: or looked at the pictures of?
0: That is – that's a really good – I don't know if I have a favorite book. Um, You know, uh, I'm – I almost want to go kind of um on uh, on brand I guess being the host of the Nerd United Facebook page and say something like um Marvel's is up there but as far as like actual you know textbook you know not a textbook but you know actual book with more words than pictures and things like that uh it's probably going to be a uh, an autobiography by uh my favorite NFL or not just NFL my favorite football player of all time Jerome Bettis uh and his uh book was called I think it's called Under the Helmet um and you find out on the bus (laughs) not on the bus uh but you know you find out about uh you know this guy uh you know this kid who was always a little bit bigger than you know for bigger for his position it was kind of his his style that's why they called him the bus but you know he he's uh he was on the bowling team and has, has had as much success on the bowling team as he did on the football team. So uh, I, I really like that. I also like uh, Dan Rooney's book. Uh, he recently passed away, I believe. Um, but he, he was uh, the president of the Pittsburgh Steelers and under the Obama administration was the um, ambassador to Ireland because uh, he was, I think, first generation born in America. Um, but it was the story of, it is called my 75 years, uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And, you know, he wrote around his 75th birthday. So, you know, those are a couple of my favorite just biographies. Um, I'm also for, for a long time was a big fan of wrestling, um, autobiographies or, or biographies into, uh, like, I like McFoley's books. Uh, I like Jericho's early books. Um, Chris Jericho f- for the uninitiated, uh, things like that. I but it, I'm really having a difficult time, like sitting down and finding that one book that you know I could define as my favorite. Okay. What about, what about you? What, I what, have to what, find that find that book for you. So you <laughs> maybe yeah. yeah Involved a it, guy it, named Waldo. We, uh, <laughs> oh yeah, mine mine just open to a vote. We'll just put it to a vote and <laughs> find.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, yours is uh, <laughs> Waldo. <laughs>
1: What, what is Greg's favorite book? Let us know on Twitter. Yeah. We'll throw up a poll. You know, that's how I make my life
0: decisions. I just Le- – leave, leave it to the poll. public.
1: Should I have pizza or Chinese food tonight for dinner? All and right. I'll let the people decide.
0: Real quick, and, and I want to hear more about – honestly, about the books that, that you love. But I asked Mike uh, Luther this question. I got to ask you, you, you get the choice of two. Both are, are of equal – quality cold pizza or cold fried chicken
1: i have to go with cold pizza because i don't like fried chicken whether it's cold or hot or warm or doesn't matter
0: goodbye everybody <laughs> <laughs> how do you how do you not like fry? i mean I'm, I'm this isn't this isn't me judging i'm just seeking answers how in the hell do you not like fried uh, chicken chat <laughs> I, I think it's a
1: family thing okay uh, told my grandfather didn't like fried chicken either, so I just, I you know, I like a good chicken breast because I think it's the bone aspect, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, fried chicken, I just don't, not a fan. Okay. And I have a fried chicken place just within walking distance of my apartment that does not include three letters of the alphabet, mm-hmm. and the line is always out the door for that place, but uh,
0: no, could not you, my thing. Could you tell me the fried chicken place is a few steps down? Out of your building?
1: Uh, I think it's called Honey Kettle.
0: Okay. Not one I'm familiar with, but that doesn't mean I won't try it. No, I think it's just a local place. Gotcha. So, well, that's good. I mean, it, uh, I, like, I like local places. Uh, my wife got chicken last week uh, from a local place while I was working late, and I came home, and she's like half asleep. She's like, there's some fried chicken in the fridge. I said, yeah, it's 9 o'clock. I don't really know if I'm going to want to have fried chicken. Then I took the dog outside. I'm like, I got a few minutes. But I didn't warm up the chicken. Let me tell you, Chad, it was delicious. But back to the books that Chad <laughs> likes, because I feel like that's where we got off topic. <laughs> what are we talking about?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think my, you know, my two favorite books, if you ask, and you did, um, are two books that I read. I think when I was around 18, 19 years old, and I think they very much speak to a person of that age, and. And so I I would be curious to go back and reread them because I haven't read them in a few years to see if they still hold up. But one is Catcher in the Rye by Jenny Salinger, and the other is a Stephen King book. And we were talking about before, although not published under the Stephen King name, it was one of the Bachman books. He was writing as Richard Bachman, and it's a book called Rage. And it's actually a book that he pulled out of publication after Columbine Mm. because it's all about a kid – um, shooting his math teacher or algebra teacher and taking his class hostage and it, to me it really resonated because it was all, it's about more about finding yourself and not being who society tells you you're supposed to be but in in this um, you know the five hours that he holds the class captive he makes everybody address their issues that most of them don't even know about. So, and I think that also relates into Catcher in the Rye and Holton Caulfield and his, you know, disdain with society and fake people. So, uh, again, you're learning a lot about my psychology here. And
0: can yeah, I? This is much better than therapy. Can I ask a question that and make a reference that I think Kevin Huntsberger will really enjoy? Sure take this from a guy who's seen the movie and maybe in its entirety once, but bits and pieces here and there, because I have an older sister and I have a smoking hot wife. Uh, but the movie mean girls when they're all in the gym and they're all having to like, you know, the diary or whatever uh, Mm -hmm. has been, you know, exposed and, uh, they're all like just getting everything. Is that kind of what, uh, some aspects of this, of this book rage, uh, were, were about. You're like, we didn't realize we had all of this, you know, unbubbling under the surface.
1: Yeah, well, I think Rage would be a more serious take. Oh, sure. The sure. current book is more of a superficial aspect. But, yeah, uh, and Rage, again, I you can't buy the book, to my knowledge, anymore. Um, I'm sure there are copies on eBay. Oh, sure. But um, And I, I know I have – because it was published, much like we talked about in our last episode, the different seasons – no, book, collection of novel, novelist, novelist. Uh The Bachman books come together in um, in the four books. It's The Long Walk, which is supposed to be made into a movie at some point. Rage, Apt Pupil, I believe, is in there. And can't remember what the other Bachman book is at this moment, but um, In Misery was actually supposed to be the next Bachman mm. book, but Stephen King was found out or Richard Bachman was found out before then. So, Uh, but yeah, no, I would totally recommend if you can get a, a, if you can find a copy, definitely recommend reading it because it isn't, you know, I I can understand why, especially in our society today, why it was taken out of print, but it's not about the violence so much as it is just, you know, not, it's about being true to oneself.
0: This is a, Great slash horrible topic to have as I'm sitting next to my uh, bookshelf and I'm finding more books. Uh, I mentioned Mick Foley and I recently read his book, Saint Mick, which I actually got mm-hmm. uh, for myself a couple of years ago, the, the autographed version. Um, but I'm also fortunate enough to have, uh, you know, a, a buddy of mine who's, who published a book. Uh, and I think I've talked, maybe I've talked about it on the show. I don't know. Uh, I should. I know I, I talked to him on Nerd United before, but, uh, Rob Kugler. And again, I'm going to hold it up for uh, Chad and nobody else. Mm. Uh, uh, My buddy Rob spent 18 months, 16 months, something like that, uh, driving around the country with his three-legged dog Bella, Mm. a chocolate lab. Um, He's a Marine vet, and he he said, you know, he wanted to make her. She she was she had shelf life. That's not the right way to say that, but. You know, she, her time on this, uh, earth, on this rock was limited. So he said, I'm going to do the most and the best that I can for her. Uh, so he cataloged his journey, uh, across the country through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, things like that. He was on, I think, Good Morning America. Um, he, he was on, his story got picked up, you know, in various international presses. Uh, and he put out a book and I'm just going to hold it up. I don't know. Well, hold it up so that I can see the camera too. It was called mm-hmm. a dog named beautiful by Rob Kugler, K U G L E R. Um it's a you know it's a it, and it talks not just about his journey with Bella but his life uh, his time in the military the loss of his brother who was also in the Marines and uh, and got killed um by an IED. So there's a lot more than just you know traversing the country. Um but that's a that's a solid book as well and um Awesome. Yeah. And I would say if
1: you go back into the positive cynicism archives on the JMPN, the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network at jitterymonkey.com, you can find you did a bonus episode of my, when I was doing the question everything.
0: That's right. Series
1: of interviews. You
0: interviewed Rob. So that's right. I don't and know what
1: episode that is, but, uh, it's I'm amazing. sure if you type it in in the Google machine, it should come up.
0: And Rob is also the official voice of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network, the JMPN, as it were, uh, having done, uh, the, uh, wording the introduction on Nerds United and my one, two, three cents, the podcast. So, um, terrific guy, great story. Um, you know, I'm, I'm finding myself reading, uh, more, uh, religious books right now. And I'm not going to get to it like that's, you know, anybody ever wants to talk to me about it? I'm, I'm more than willing to talk, but, uh, um, I'm in the Knights of Columbus. I work for the Knights of Columbus. So I've been reading a book on the history of the Knights of Columbus. So. Well, that's interesting because I, what, what inspired
1: this topic is I just went book shopping uh, hmm. over the weekend and picked up three books. I'm currently reading, um, The Problem of Pain by C.S. Lewis. Um, who, if what you know C.S. Lewis, he wrote the Chronicles of Narnia. He was a Catholic. was an atheist, became, um, Christian, and it's him dealing with religious aspects. and You know, it's only like 150 pages long, which I should be able to read in like two days. But C.S. Lewis is a very deep, deep thinker. So some of the passages you have to read a couple of times to really pick up. Uh, But I will say going back to you know, Rob's book about his dog, I I will throw out a mention for my Popology 101 co-host, Travis Yates. He also wrote a book about his dog called No One Told Me My Legs Wouldn't Work. And it's all about when one of his dogs had a stroke and lost the back, the use of the back half of its body and everything that he and his wife went through to, to, to rehab it. Uh, it's an interesting book. And if anybody knows anybody in the book adaptation game to not to a game, but to movies, uh, you know, we're trying to trying to help Travis get that book into somebody's hands in that regard. But you would think I would have connections,
0: but I don't. I just live in L.A. Well, you know, in LA, anything's possible. Um, last question, I think, because I think we're just about out of time, Chad. Book or movie, you got the preference. Which one are you going to pick up?
1: Uh, it depends on the subject matter. I prefer, most of the time, I prefer to read the book first and then see the movie so I can complain about what they changed in the movie or left out. Or in some cases, for example, Harry Potter you need the extra backstory that you get in the book to understand things that happen in the movie that they don't have the time to explain. And, um, but, but it all depends. I'm, I'm trying to think about the last book to movie. I, read. I think it was probably, well, the last two that I can think of is one is a uh, young adult book called wonder. It's about a kid who um, has a deformed face, which but I thought the book was really good. And I thought the movie was well done as well. And then the other one is a, Swedish book and film called a man called Ova or a man named Ova and that's one where the movie is fine but the details that you get in the book make the book much more
0: I think I'm sort of looking for uh, fascinating or uh, emotional I think the, the best book to movie adaptation that I ever came across and I'm not saying it's the best out there but I think it's the best that I've experienced is the Green Mile having read the book, and then I feel like they did such a good job, Of uh, Frank Darabont did such a good job of, of adapting that book to the screen. Uh, so that's, that gets my um, – I'm excited, speaking of adaptations, that, uh, you know, I, I didn't mention this one earlier, but somehow, because I, I love mythology, like ancient mythology, uh, years ago, I think after seeing the first movie, I went and picked up the Percy Jackson books, and I read them all relatively quickly. And I'm excited to know that even though the movies didn't quite pan out the way you know, most people had hoped they would, and I think they stopped after two, and I believe there's five books in that initial series, uh, they are making that a series uh, on the Disney Plus a- uh, app. So excited for that down the road.
1: Yes, I believe I heard that the other day. Yeah, I, th- those movies were fine. I haven't read the book, so I can't. Um, but I, I guess they're better than Art- Artemis Fowl, which – it's nothing like the book,
0: but having never read the book, I don't know. I watched the movie just because I was bored one Saturday night mm-hmm. or something. I was like, okay, that's that's what it is. Um, but I like in the first m- book that was not in the movie, the uh, story actually came through St. Louis and uh, uh, wreaked a little havoc at the Gateway Arch. So I'm mm-hmm. be curious to see how they how they throw that in. And I think with books, you should do a series rather than a movie. I think you can Mm -hmm. take your time and and develop the story a little more accurately. So, or fully fleshed out. So, yes. And with all the streaming platforms now and cable networks, I think limited
1: series are the new movies. It will, in a sense. And as long as you're not dragging something out and having too much, you know, if you stick to a short number of episodes instead of a full 22, 24 episode season, a series is much better. I will throw in that I mostly I like to read nonfiction stuff. Um, I read probably only a couple of fiction stories a year and I am by no means a political junkie, but I do like to read politics and media stories mainly because it helps keep my dislike of the media in check. And uh, that, but I would highly recommend, especially in this year and, it's where I'll get a little bit political. Uh, Andrew Breitbart's Righteous Indian Nation book came out in 2010 and it details more of the 2008 uh, race between McCain and Obama. But you can cross out those names and just write in Trump and Hillary. And the book doesn't need to change very much beyond that, uh, which is, should, you know, give you a lesson in how messed up our politics really are and how they don't care about the little man, the average working man, but that's all I'll say because this is not the calamity. This is the power half hour, a book show. And we've got like 15 seconds. So great. Take us home with a great ending book story.
0: Well, the 10 seconds left. The best uh, ending book story that I have is that for the last couple of years, I've been working on a book, a graphic novel. Can't wait someday to sit down and actually write it. And we are out of time.